It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. So I say again, good morning, church family. All right, I love it. Don't you love it? Hello? I thought so. My goodness, what a beautiful day. Nice and cool this morning. Little breeze blowing. The flag was just a waving. And uh, so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Some of you been out. I'm glad you're back. And we have some guests among us this morning. And thank you so much for being here. Please, would you fill out a care card? You say, I've already done that. Well, it would help me if you'd do it again. I need all the help I can get. Amen? I said when I first came, you tell me your name until I can call it back. But now I'm at the point that I'm forgetting, so you're going to have to tell me again. You know, the older you get, the worse shape you get in. Huh? Right. That's true. Your hearing goes. I'm thankful so far I just depend on my glasses. If I had to keep up with my teeth or my hearing aids, hey, (laughs) I don't know uh, how that would be. But nevertheless... um, Now, he's not here this morning, but most all of us know Paul Wilson. Paul has just graduated from the police academy, and he prayed the closing prayer. And during the training, uh, he led in a Bible study. I am so proud of Paul. Give God a hand for that, would you? Amen. All right, I know we have several people who have announcements, and wherever you are, uh, would you please make your way on up here, and so we can move right along. Don't forget the shower this evening uh, for Miss Heather Bryant. Uh, Where are our announcement people? There's one, two. Okay, let's make it happen, y'all. Turn me off. Uh, This is for the parents of our children. We are changing, uh, just, this is just on third Wednesday nights now, every third Wednesday night because we sing every third Sunday. So we are having to change our schedule a little bit. We're going to uh, have choir at 6.15 on Wednesday night. Now that's pushing it a little bit, but we'll meet in here at 6.15 every, Wednesday, uh, every third Wednesday night, 6.15 in here because we have to clear out in time for the sanctuary choir to have the sanctuary. So that's 6.15 in here. And it's important for Easton to be here, for Grady to be here, and Miss Rowan to be here. We're doing something way different next Sunday. Church will be praying for us. They're doing some dramatic readings for you next week in the song. So it's, it's a little bit different. So be praying for our, I guess you'd call them reading soloists. I don't know, readists. I don't know what you, what you call them there, Brad. I don't know what you call them. But that's what's happening next Sunday in the service. And that's, so 6.15 on Wednesday night for our kids inquire in the sanctuary. Thank you. This morning I'd like to, uh, from the music committee, we would like to present Brad Maffitt. He's our new interim choir director and music director. Uh, We just ask that you would continue to pray for the committee as we're diligently searching somebody to be permanent. But Brad has agreed to come and serve as interim at this time period. We ask you to pray for him and pray for our church. Amen. Brad Maffitt. He's, he's from the Royston, Georgia area. 
about uh, the Forever Young uh, seniors. Uh, you may be wondering about our meeting on uh, September the 30th. It is still on. Uh, we've communicated with uh, Roger and Gail, and they still want us to come and go through their uh, uh, meal, where they iron meal. So it's still on. Make sure you sign the sheet at the back. There's a sign-up sheet, and there's one also uh, back in the Commons area because we need to know the number that will be coming. Thank you. Okay, just real quick, the results of our, our voting uh, for the deacons uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the three deacons that were uh, voted in were Robbie Morris, Greg Crooks, and Jeremy Thomas. So be in prayer for those gentlemen as they begin uh, their service uh, uh, for the church. Um, also, as a reminder for the deacons, we do have a deacons meeting today at 4.30. And the last thing is, uh, just a reminder to the church body, beginning tomorrow, we will have a crew here to start the sandblasting of the, the posts and all in our breezeway. And uh, Wednesday morning, the painting will start there, so there will be some, some things going on there Wednesday evening. So just want to make sure you try to avoid that area as much as possible until we can get it finished up come Friday. Okay? Thank you. Okay. In your bulletin, this little pamphlet has to do with our state missions. And I want to encourage you to take every day and read what is written for each day about the missionaries and to pray individually for them. And uh, at this time, uh, Brandy's going to put up a video um, with one of our missionaries. So if you would give that uh, your attention, please. <coughs> My name is Jonathan Edney, um, pastor and church planter of Comunidade Batista de Charleston, a Brazilian church community in, in the North Charleston area of South Carolina. For the past 10 years, uh, my wife and family and I were IMB missionaries in, in Brazil, mainly up in the North region, uh, Amazon region, working with indigenous peoples. Um, but God providentially uh, moved us back to what we call home, uh, Charleston. And at the same time as we were considering um, moving back to Charleston, had conversations with Jerry Zapata and, and Craig Tuck of the Charleston Baptist Association who said, hey, we have a, a growing population of Brazilians and internationals in the Charleston area and we'd love to see a Brazilian church grow in this area to reach Brazilians. I want to start out by saying how thankful I am for our cooperative ways as Southern Baptists, uh, giving to the Janie Chapman offering allows for church planting mobilization to take place. Uh, here in Greater Charleston, we have over 820,000 people living here. And every day, 38 people move in here uh, from all over the country and even the world. And we're seeing that more and more, how that God is growing the ethnic diversity within our region. As we were getting started, we uh, were told there's about 5,000 and growing, 5,000 people of uh, Portuguese-speaking people in the Charleston area. I'm working as well uh, as a church planter in the area of Charleston. 
and and I think it's just amazing to see the Lord moving around not only with the Hispanics but Brazilians and Filipinos we're going to be connecting with the Chinese community also so it's a lot of wonderful things and we really thank you Jen Chapman for all what you're doing to support church planting in our state and to make the difference with the gospel of Jesus Christ for every woman man and child in our state it's neat that we can do this together it truly we can do more together than we can separate so thank you for for your part in seeing his work happen Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you because of who you are. Lord, we're thankful today that you know who we are, you know our thoughts, and you know the plans you have for us, Lord. I pray for our missionaries. These that are in this brochure for this coming week, Lord, we want to lift each one of them up this week. Many of them are making sacrifices every day. Many of them are away from home, family, and friends to serve you, Lord. So I pray that you'd strengthen and encourage them through every day of their life. We thank you for the opportunity to be back in your house today. We thank you for all the guests that are among us today. Father, for whatever reason they're here, I pray that you would just speak to their hearts and that you would bless them today. For our own people, Lord, I pray that you'd bless them today and those that are absent from us today, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, that you would watch over them and keep them safe. Lord, I thank you for an opportunity now to to be in your house, to share your word. Uh, Be with Brad as he comes to lead us in our music and to lead our choir. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for all that you'll do for us here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother. Please stand and join us in singing our offertory hymn, We Have Come Into His House. Please stand.
Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather together and to focus our attention, our hearts, and our minds upon you as we listen to the songs that are sung, the message that is preached. You'll speak to us. And because of that, we'll be better off than ourselves. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to give back a portion um, that you've blessed us so much with. I pray that you'd bless the giver and the gift, and it would be used to further your kingdom. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have. Okay, it's time for our intercessory prayer time, and I'm going to recognize uh, Kim Goss um, before we do that. Good morning. Um, Our women's ministry would like to recognize um, our teachers that go to church here at Westminster First Baptist. So once your name is called, if you'll come front, we have a uh, special gift for you. Um, Jeremy Thomas, um, Kim Goss, Kristen Martin, Angie Cater, Mally Lewis, Hannah McGuffin, Julie Underwood, get up here, Ray Lewis, uh, April Sanders, Jesse Taylor, Mal- Mallory Smith, Josie McCoy, Michaela Carroll, Tammy Compton, uh, Stephanie Shepard, Lindsay James, Allison Bibb, Christy Nix, and Kelly Donald, and Jessica Owens.
sit on the front row, you can right there, and I invite anybody else that would love to come to the altar uh, for prayer this morning. Uh, of course, we need to continue to remember all of our government officials, uh, all of our personnel of the school system, our law enforcement, our military, our farmers, our choir, our music committee, our deacons, our doctors and nurses, and those people in Afghanistan that want to get out. Uh, also for our veterans, and uh, I don't know about you, I don't know how you feel about it, but I hope they do rise up. I hope they do move forward. It's time that somebody took a stand. We pray for uh, also for Richard Cole, Diane Allen, Jean Rice, our ladies that are expecting babies, uh, the family of Danny Durham, uh, the family of Mike O'Shields, uh, Paul Patterson, uh, Joel Anderson, and Nancy as she comes to sing this morning, also Miss Jeannie Burdett, and Miss Virginelle Smith. So these are the ones, and Brother John is going to come and lead us this morning, and uh, if you want to join hands with somebody, that's fine, um, but uh, remember these in prayer, John. Let's pray. Dear Father, we're thankful for our time together as your people in your house today. Thank you for the singing, Lord. It's wonderful. Shout, shouting to you, Lord. We're here to praise you is what we're here for. And Lord, we want to pray for our teachers. We want to thank you for each and every one of them for their hard work that they put in each and every day in the lives of these students, Lord, and, and help them to be able to uh, get the word in when they can about you, Lord, and just do all they can for you in their professions, Lord. We, we pray that you would protect them. We know that this is a evil world uh, that we live in and things happen in our schools that we don't understand, Lord. We pray that you would protect them from anyone that might want to harm teachers or students. We pray that you would protect them, Lord, and, and keep them safe as they do their jobs, Lord. We're thankful for our pastor today. We, help, we pray that you would help him say the word, Lord, that we need to hear today. And, Lord, we're not real happy with what's happening in our country today, the way, the way things are being run, Lord. But then again, we must remember that you have all things in your control, Lord, the whole world you've got in your hands, Lord. And so we trust you. We don't trust the things that we see. We trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for having everything under control and ask you to be with us the rest of this day as we continue to praise you this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning. As I was praying over what to sing, um, I kept coming back to an old song. Had it not been for God's love and his desire to abide with us, had it not been for Jesus' willingness to die on the cross for us. 
Had it not been for his love, we would have no hope. Just suppose God searched through heaven. He couldn't find one willing to be the supreme.
Brother Mac is out of town this weekend, and he told me to tell you, the youth, uh, that y'all will not be meeting tonight, but I hope you will be at the shower um, to encourage uh, Heather and to be there uh, for them. And also, uh, I don't know how many of you attended the parade, the Apple Festival parade, but uh, uh, them youngins wanted their preacher. And so I rode on the float, um, and I want to thank uh, um, Jonathan and Amber Bryson uh, and Brooke Thomas uh, for putting all that stuff together and getting the float uh, ready uh, to go. Um, uh, Greg uh, furnished the tractor, and Scott furnished the trailer, and uh, I don't know who all furnished the candy, but the kids had a ball uh, passing out the candy, uh, and it was surprised to me. Adults, I mean, they were getting out in the street uh, just to get a piece of candy. I thought, wow, bless them, Lord, <laughs> that they don't get run over. Okay, I know it's not all in the bulletin, but the Gospel of John, chapter 13, not chapter 34, okay? Are you there? When you get there, you can go ahead and stand up. Say, why do we stand up? We stand up for the flags. We stand up for the Bible. And the Word is powerful. I mean, can you imagine something sharper than a two-edged sword? Which cuts both ways. But the Word is the powerful thing that we look to. John 13, 34... And 35, Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to the other. Father, I pray that you'd help us. To see where we stand with you. That our relationship would be what it needs to be with you and your son. And Lord, I pray now for your word. I pray that it speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I don't know where I saw this wall poster. But this is what it read. Involvement with people is always a very delicate thing. It requires real maturity and involvement with other people hoping not to get all messed up. You know, some people need a handshake. And they're not happy if they don't get it. Some people need a hug and they're not happy if they don't get it. Some need to be just spoken to or they're not happy if they don't get it. And y'all know me by now. I'm going on 11 years here. I'm a people person. But I may not get to speak to all of you. I may not get to touch all of you. If you don't like it, there's a care card there. Okay? It's not my intention to overlook anyone. 
You know, there's nothing more important for a pastor than people. Hello? People. You know, if it was no one in here preaching to these pews, not going to make them any softer. They're not going to move. So people are important. And listen to me. If I cannot be rightly related to you, how can I be rightly related with God? It ain't going to happen. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you what? Love one another. And when I think about that, I mean, I'm thinking about a the spiritual kind of love that God has for us that we convey that same love to people. You know, we've never seen God. We've never seen Jesus. We've never seen the Holy Spirit. But all three of those are real. You can't discount God. You can't do away with Jesus. And you can't discount the Holy Spirit of God. I don't understand how three can be one, how one can be three. But that's okay. I believe in all three. Hello? Now, what I want to just talk to you about this morning. You know, when I think about relationships, this morning... Now, I only know that God uh, let me see what I'm fixing to tell you. Okay? Only God let me see this. I saw a gnat. You know what a gnat is? It's a noosome. Why he wants to go in my ears when both hands are tied up, I do not know. Or my eyes, or my nose, or my mouth, I do not know. And I went from a gnat. To a hippopotamus. You know what they have in common? You know what their relationship is? They have the same creator. Can you imagine? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Noah trying to keep up with two gnats? Has anybody seen the gnats? <laughs> so I don't know if you just be still and open your mouth, they will come. The reason they go in my mouth is because they're looking for something that stinks. And sometimes, Lynn, bless her heart, she loves me. She wants me to be at my best. She'll say, you need to do something about your breath. <laughs> say, look, I done brushed, I done flossed, I done swished and swashed. What else can I do? <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> well, you could put a tourniquet right here. <laughs> But listen, when I think of relationships, you should have your little outline before you by now. First of all, I want to talk to us just a moment or two about our relationship with God. God is the creator of all things. Everything that he created was and is good. You say, well, what about alcohol? What about drugs? Listen, he created both. But you and I have misused those things. Okay? God is my creator. God created me. He put these things right where he wanted them, okay? 
If my nose is long or a little crooked, that's the way he made me, okay? I remember when our first child was born, Lynn had one question. They sat in there holding him. She says, does he have all his fingers and toes? (laughs) And this little black nurse, bless her sweet soul, she said, honey, he got everything. God created him. God gave him to us. And when I think about my relationship with God the Father, he is my heavenly Father forever. It's his business what he does with me because I belong to him. As long as I was lived in my house, my daddy was in charge. He was over me. He had raised me. Feed me, clothe me, teach me. And when I left home at 24 years old, no, there never was a suggestion, don't you think you need to move out? Never was. I worked. I helped support. I didn't have to. I did it because of my relationship with my daddy. I don't have to preach. I don't have to teach. I don't have to witness. But I do it because of my relationship with God the Father. I owe Him all. Okay? Because He's my Heavenly Father. Write this scripture down under there. Hebrews 11.6. Here's what it says. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, earnestly seek him, honestly seek him. You see, God knows if I'm real or not. He knows if I'm genuine or not. He knows if I love you or not. Second point, we're talking about relationships. Not only my relationship with God is important, but secondly, my relationship with Jesus. Nancy did an excellent job. A place called Calvary. A thing called the cross where only one person could go there and pay for my rotten life. And that was Jesus. He paid it all, the song says. All to him I owe, the song says. Where's Jesus in your lineup of life? You got to answer that. You got to answer that now. You know, I've I've had I've, I've had over three hundred and thirty funerals. I got one tomorrow. Tomorrow, I forget exactly, it's either the 15th or the 16th funeral this year. When it's friends, it's tough. That Danny Durham, it's on the prayer list there, hospital. He was in 1965 class, I was 66, but we were just like this. We rode the same school bus, enjoyed each other. 
had a brain bleed. And Thursday morning, the, his wife, of course, couldn't be in there where he was in the Greenville Hospital. But they called her and said, you need to come to the hospital because we fisted to disconnect the life support. And you need to say your goodbyes. 73 years old. Listen, when I'm stretched out in that box up at Sandiford, <laughs> it's too late to have a relationship with God, to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, today is the day of salvation. Not yesterday, it's gone. Not tomorrow, because it never comes. I only have today. So what is my relationship with Jesus Christ? I'll tell you. Write this scripture down. John 15, 5. It says, I am the vine. It's what Jesus said. I'm the vine. You are the branches. You can't survive. If you disconnect yourself from the vine, you can't survive as the branch. Now listen to this. And this is not contrary to what the scripture says. You know, my agriculture teacher taught a lot, and I'm so thankful. For four years, I took FFA. One of the things I learned is how to graft and how to transplant and how to cut off a twig and put it in the ground and watch it take root. Why could it take root? To me, okay, Apart from the vine, you can do nothing but as a branch that is put in good fertile soil, the Word of God, it's got the juice that came out of the vine, and it begins to form roots. What does that say to you and me? Listen, we've been cut off. We, we've been taken off and transplanted here in, in this world at this time for a particular reason. And we need to find that reason and fulfill that reason. I was talking to one of the girls that I graduated from high school. She's very sick, lung disease. No, she don't have the COVID. She's just very sick. And we were talking about our high school days and, and, and our, our, our memories that we have. And, you know, and, and we talked about, you know, I don't know about... You guys who are in school now, if you have a good relationship with your classmates, but we did. We, we were like family, and we just recently had our 55th reunion, 22 out of 100 and, oh my goodness, I think it was 125 came. There's over 35 done died, and I think about that relationship. I think about that vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And if you are apart from me, if you withdraw from me, you're not going to be anything. Now, if that twig don't take root once it's put in that dirt, what's going to happen? It's going to wilt, and it's going to die. Without me, he said, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can't do anything. My relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, he is my Savior. Not by choice. But by love. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that if anybody would call upon him and invite him into their heart and ask him to forgive them of their sins, he said, I will. What's your relationship with Jesus? Thirdly, our relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. The relationship with the Holy Spirit of God, when we invited Jesus into our heart, he came into our heart in the form of the Holy Spirit of God. My body, and if you're saved, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. He lives in here. Okay? He is the one that's supposed to call the shots. He is the one that guards and guides us. So what do you do with that Holy Spirit? (laughs) You listen to that still, small voice. I never heard God out loud say, Kenny, I want you to surrender to preach. No. But every night, I'm not joking, y'all. Every night as I began to lay down, all I could hear in my mind, I want you to preach. I want you to preach. Not even a whisper, just that still, small voice dealing with my conscience, dealing with my heart, dealing with my mind. This is what I want from you. No, I didn't give in probably a year and a half. I kept hearing that voice and thinking, God, I can't do this. If I commit myself to it, I cannot back up. I cannot back out. Listen, y'all, listen. I am one word or one incident of losing my reputation as a pastor, as a preacher, as a Christian. And so are you. Am I what I say I am? Those of you that know me could probably answer that. Yes, and some of you would probably say, well, I don't know. But what does the Holy Spirit say? we got to listen to what the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts. This is what I want you to do. Listen, the word is plain and simple. If it says do it, I don't need to question it. I know I need to go do it. Listen, let me tell you about my calling right quick. I never asked for a second opinion. I never went to one person and said, what, what do you think about me surrendering to preach? You know why I didn't go to anybody, not even Lynn? Because none of them was calling me. Not one of them was asking me to preach. But my God, through, the, through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit of God, was calling me. I had a choice. I could accept or I could reject. And sometimes Lynn will say, wonder what our life would be like if we'd have never come to Oconee County. wonder what it'd be like. I have no idea. I just know what it's been like. And it's been a joy. It's been pleasurable. Okay? Our relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit of God, but fourthly, our relationship with friends. Write this verse down. Proverbs 17, 24. Listen to what he says. A friend sticks closer than a brother. Security in times of trouble. Somebody who cares. Somebody who is kind to you. 
Write this scripture down. Galatians 6, 2. You know what it says? Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If you want to bear somebody's burden, say, okay, what is your trouble? You can tell me. I'm your friend. I will pray with you, and I promise you it won't leave this car, this room, this building, whatever. I will pray with you right now. That most recently happened in, in an aisle in Lowe's. I won't call the lady's name. But she knew me. She spoke to me. She said, you're Kenny. I said, yes, I am. I didn't ask her where from. She shared with me, and I felt, here again, the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to pray with her. And what the devil said, oh, you don't want to pray in here, man. You're right in front of People passing by here, you in an aisle in Lowe's, you need to take her aside somewhere. Uh-uh, that wouldn't look good. I didn't even hold her hand, okay? I had hold of my buggy. And before we parted ways, I said, can I pray with you? She said, I wish you would. What if I hadn't? I wish you would. What if I hadn't? Bear ye one another's burdens. And so by doing, you fulfill the law of Jesus. It's so important to have a good relationship with our friends. Let me give you a fifth one right quick. Not only our relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, and with friends, but there's also that relationship with family. Family. Write this scripture down. Genesis 8, 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why would a man spend as many years as he spent building something that, where, that was supposed to float? And it wasn't going to float on air. It needed water. It had never rained. And here's this. The world was saying, fool, out here building some big old thing that he calls the ark. And he's talking about a flood coming. And he's talking about us getting on there. Is he crazy? As the animals begin to gather and get on that ark, they were still saying, what is going on? What's he going to do? He ain't even got enough feed on there to feed that bunch. Look at his family. Look at his three boys doing what his daddy says. And on top of that, all three of them's married and the wives are following their husbands. But when it began to rain and rain and rain, they went to the highest tree. That wasn't high enough. They went to the highest mountain. That still wasn't high enough. They began to swim. That wasn't good enough. They wore out. And they perished. They drowned. All because they didn't listen to the fool. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and built this ark. Listen, you know what that ark is now? That ark is Jesus. And if we don't come into that ark of safety, when we pass from this life to the next, it will be too late. 
the hardest funerals I've ever had, whether it be a mama or a daddy or a son or a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt or an acquaintance, is the question to the preacher is, do you know if they were saved or not? I tell you right now, to say I don't know is hard. I don't know. Today you can know and you need to know. Family. Family. The Bible talks about many families. Noah's family, Peter's family, Timothy's family. Uh, you know, our family knows us. This girl I was talking to that went to high school with me, <laughs> she said, I never would have dreamed you'd become a preacher. You know why? Because I didn't act like it, Okay. I didn't even act like a Christian when I was in there. And you become a preacher? Are you kidding? Hey, it's not my call, okay? It was God's call. Last of all, not only our relationship with God and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, friends, family, but listen to this, our relationship with our spouse You say, you don't know who I live with. Nope, I sure don't. I'm glad I don't. You don't know who I live with either. I know who I live with. And I wouldn't change if I had the opportunity. I told her one time, things weren't going well. Well, I'll just leave. I said, I'm going with you. Until death do us part. That was our commitment. That was our promise. Until death do us part. You want to leave? Go. I'll be right behind you. I have my own car. So do I. <laughs> Soon be 51 years. Well, it is what it is. I love her. She's my spouse. I chose her. I asked her. I don't know what I'd have done if she'd have rejected. <laughs> wow. Ephesians chapter 5 talks about that spouse. Husbands? What does it say, guys? Just the guys. Husbands what? Love your wife. Wives only, what does it say? Come on, give it to me. Huh? I got 14 different answers. <laughs> if he does what I say, if he does what my mama said, tell him. Husbands love your wives. Wives see that you respect and honor glorify your mate. Let me tell you something, girls. Well, first of all, men, let me tell you something. She is not a machine. She's a creation from God Almighty. In fact, the Bible says she's a helpmate. It says, men, she's not a machine. It says, ladies, he's not a machine. He's a creation from God. Now, you got Adam and Eve. 
Okay? He, he didn't have to say, you don't cook like my mama. That's a big mistake, guys. <laughs> you don't cook like my mama. She didn't have to iron his clothes because they didn't have none. She didn't have to cook. All they had to do was go out and pull it off the tree. I created her for you to be a helpmate. Well, if she didn't have to wash clothes and cook, what it was her job? Her job was to honor, respect, and be there for the man. And I'll say this a little further. Men, you need to be the kind of man... <clears throat> that deserves respect. Come on, ladies. That deserves respect. I'm going to tell you right now, listen to me. I'm a little wee man. I'm just like Zacchaeus. And this is not right. But for a man to beat a woman, I just love to just give him... What I can give him right quick. Now that's vengeance. God says vengeance is mine. A man that'll beat up a woman. If I was God. Woo. You pick on somebody. Like you. Not opposite. Ladies. There's also abuse from ladies to men. It wasn't a help mate. It was an abusive mate. And a lot of times, that's what causes separation, you know. I says to the lady, I said, is your husband still living? She said, yes, he is, but we're divorced. And then she says, shocking to me, she says, he's been married three times after me and can't live with that one. My soul. I said, he should have stayed with who he's with. She said, you know what I heard? He said that. I wish I'd have stayed with the one I had. I'm thankful for my spouse. And men, I hope you are thankful for your spouse. You say, well, she's different. Well, praise God. She is different. She's supposed to be different. God created her to be different. And it's high time that we as men respected and honored that mate. Now, I know some of you have, you're divorced, you're still single, then hope, hey, that's, that's over with, okay? If God's got somebody for you, because the Bible says it ain't good for a man to be by himself. You know, Lynn's praying that uh, she'll go first. And I said, well, I want to tell you now, I ain't going to live by myself. And if you pull out before I do, I'm going to be asking God, you know, hey, I don't like being here by myself. She said, well, I'm going to pray we'll go together. (laughs) Hey, I hope it happens. We were on our way to the beach, long, hot highway. I was tired. I went to sleep. Run out of the road. She'd gone to sleep, too. We all both woke up. She said, are you okay? 
I said, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Was something in the road? I said, no. I said, you were praying we'd both go together, but not now, she said. (laughs) Wow, what are you going to do with that? Listen, our relationships is important, y'all. I have, a, I have a relationship with many of you. If I were to ask you, do you have any friends? Oh, I got a bunch of friends. You probably got a bunch of acquaintances. Very few friends. But I'm thankful that I have a relationship with God the Father, Jesus Son, Holy Spirit, my friends, my family, and my spouse. And what can I do with it? Build on it. I want it to get better and better and better. And it can only happen if I'm doing my part. Well, they didn't speak to me. Well, did you speak to them? No. Well, don't tell me your problem. You know, if a person don't want to speak to me, I'm going to speak to them. I don't have time to go into a story about a gentleman that was in this church that left this church and said, I wouldn't walk across the street to hear that preacher I begin to speak to him. Hey, how you doing? All right, walk on. After four or five visits, I mean not visits, after four or five coming together somewhere, he finally said, I want to tell you a story. I said, yes, sir, I need another story. I listened to him. And now, hey, when I see him, hey, how you doing? Good. Now, the relationship's still not the best, Okay. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to build on it, all right? You gotta build on it. If you want it real, you gotta build on it. But the most important relationship you can have this morning is with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. If you got those three relationships lined up, hey, the friends and the family and the spouse will fit right in like a puzzle. If you're lost this morning, you need Jesus. You need him above any and everything. I can't make you come. You know if you have a relationship with these or not. Okay? You know. And you're the only one that can change that. If God's spoken to you this morning, when I'm standing down here, I invite you, I encourage you to come. I'm not going to come back and get you, okay? I wouldn't. I don't want to embarrass you. But you know if you need to come or not. You know if you're right with God or not. That's why we have an altar here. That's why people come and get on their knees. It's none of my business why they're coming, but I pray for them, the reason they're coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord, to have that right relationship. God, I thank you and I praise you for saving my sorry soul. And I thank you for calling me into the ministry. And Lord, I want to be all you'd have me to be. I want my relationships to grow not only with you and your son and the Holy Spirit, but with my friends, my family, and my spouse. Lord, help us to be aware of your presence in this room today that we would respond to you according to your holy will. In Jesus' name, amen. Brad, what are we singing, son? You come and lead us. Please stand and join us in singing just as I am. Just as I am. 
to come I beg you to come okay I beg you to come don't put this off just as I am without one
If you please, Mac, come, come stand with your preacher here. We have Mac Tannery. Mac has just been invited into Jesus' family. Okay? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can stand down there. Now then. Ah, I don't know who's making photographs, but I want this photograph made, okay? <laughs> Look, Matt come this morning, and he said, I want to join this church. Okay, I'm a preacher, so I can talk about them. Sometime preachers say, okay, uh, we'll be glad to have you as a member, and that's it. But y'all know me. I said, Mac, have you been saved? No, sir. Would you want to invite Jesus into your heart? Yes, sir, that's, why I, that's what I want to do. And he wants to be baptized and join our church. So what's the privilege of receiving Mac Tannery? Amen. I want to see your hand. Hear a hearty amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. Yes. I love you, boy. I love you. Thank you, sir. And you like Abby? We're engaged. I know. <laughs> Y'all didn't her. hear what, what I said and what he said. <laughs> I said, you like Abby? He said, we're engaged. <laughs> amen. Abby, you come stand with your man. Wow. Lord, have mercy. What a day, y'all. And Mac's going to be baptized. I don't know if we're going to go to the river again or are we ever going to get the baptistry fixed. Hello, deacons. I got several waiting on the, the water hole to get fixed. Are we going to have to set a bucket under the leak or whatever we got to do? Uh, we need to get on with it. going to have so many. That's all we'll do one Sunday. I hope it happens. Amen. All right, Brother Ray, son, would you come and take uh, Mac and uh, Abby out here, and y'all go by and extend the right hand of fellowship here. Go ahead, son, just take them on out there. All right, y'all, pass your care card to the closest aisle. Our usher boys will come pick these up. Uh, Brother Jeff Underwood, son, would you come uh, to dismiss us this morning? Don't forget this evening, youth. You're not meeting, Mac's not in town, but I beg you to come to the shower. Congregate around a little table and have a good time, okay? Thank you for your presence today. And I, as your pastor, I mean I truly love you. And I am so glad to be a part of this Baptist fellowship. Amen? Amen. All right, stand if you'd like. Make sure the care card gets in. If you don't get them picked up, give them to me on your way out. Brother Jeff, son, whatever you think you want to say. Let's pray. Jesus, Heavenly Father, thank you for the message delivered today, Brother Kenny. Thank you for Brother Mac being brought into your family and, and into his heart, Lord. Uh, this weekend we celebrated, or remembered, to be a better word, uh, 20 years ago, where evil spread across this land, and it was it was good to see your name called yesterday in remembering those souls that were taken, and to see from coast to coast that this can, this country can survive in your name. Uh, Lord, we uh, talked about or heard about relationships this morning, and it, there's a lot of message out there about live like nine twelve, and 
those of us that can remember, remember how we treated each other the day after. And we loved our neighbors, our brother and our sister. And to uh, keep this country going, we got to bring that back, Lord, and with your help and your hand. You know it's your will to be done here. We ask your, your healing and helping hand over our nation, Lord. Uh, we ask for traveling mercies as we go home today and bring you back at the next point of time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.